Welcome to Pretending to be Wizards, our Dungeons & Dragons podcast. If you enjoy our content and would like to help us grow, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also support us by becoming a patron at patreon.com p2bw and become a part of our game. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone, we're Pretending to be Wizards. My name is Sid and I'm joined by... Kayla! Uh, the ghost of Van Zant. And we're back with Eberron. <laughs> <laughs> what? Never mind. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? The Leonard Skinner people that died in the plane crash. You don't know anything about Leonard Skinner. I know nothing about Leonard Skinner. Okay, that's why you were confused. Sorry. Yeah, the whole band died. I got it, but I wasn't certain that we were going to continue that uh, that thought train before we began. We weren't. I was going to... Yeah, I got you. Tail end. I got you. No, you're good. No, you're good. Off to a great start. (laughs) So... We're back in Eberron. Um, you guys just made the labyrinth. Met uh, an orcish elder who I don't think I ever gave a name to. Uh, you did, and it started with an A. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't remember. That's not my naming convention for orcs. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm joking. I don't know. Uh, but you guys uh, have met some of the gatekeepers and the Grosh Kala. Um, learned a little bit about Elias, like that he has a dragon mark that you guys didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we just sort of left off there. Um, before we get going with our conversation, uh, we'll just fast forward through time a little bit. And um, So what all do you reveal to the gatekeepers? What all are y'all comfortable revealing to the gatekeepers so that they may try and help you in whatever way they can? Um, Everything. Oh. <laughs> all of it! Uh-huh. No, um... Honestly, I'm going to let Carter answer it. Go ahead. Um, I was going to let them know that um, I have a dragon mark, and I think that that's what lets me interact with the towers. Mm. I've Which intera- we did last time. Yeah, but the tower here didn't work for you. Right. So. Um, I let them know that I, all the other ones I've seen, I've been able to interact with it, and I've even met a... Was it a... That ghost is half-elf, right? The ghost? The ghost is elf. Oh, okay. I met a a ghost... High-elf qualities, you think? But he was sort of glowing blue. Right. Don't want to assume too much. Um, Met him and was able to interact with um, other people. Mm -hmm. One one man and one woman, I think, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else? Um, I let them know that I'm going to feel bad. What's the ghost's name? Thulnir. Thulnir! That's right, because we never asked him. Uh, I let them know that Thulnir told me that the Githyaki were evil, but that might have been an exaggeration. Um, there's there's something going on with the Githyaki, I just don't know what it is yet. I tell them about my dreams and how they're probably not spirits. I don't know what they are, um, but they allowed me to access the drill thing. Um... And any any information that I know about um, Dad, I tell them mm. that I know it. So yeah. that way they can kind of fill in the blanks or okay. skirt information as much as they want to. Okay. Skirt! <laughs> so, um, so um, let's call this orc elder Craven. His name is Craven. And he, uh... What is, what's he craving? You know. 
Don't ask me to think further into my names. It's like jazz. It's the jokes you don't make. <laughs> Please, I make that shit up and then write it down after the session. I know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, her name is Rebecca Heim. I plan that. <laughs> oh. I thought you were saying that he was craving Rebecca Heim, and I was no, like, no, no. what? His name is Craven. Oh, okay. He is... He is a gray orc gentleman, dressed in the same gatekeeper garb that um, Elios wears on business? Oh, <laughs> what do druids do? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. His business casual. His He's got a little dru- bit of... Druid casual. Yes. Hmm? No, yeah. go ahead. Give me okay. I'll think about it in the background. All right. Um, so he's sort of shown you around um, the entrance to the labyrinth, this little... This little sort of village in its own right. Um, this collection of mostly orcs and half orcs. His dress druze. Hmm. I like that. There it um, is. But uh, you notice a few humans and possibly shifters around, but they seem to be um, acting sort of like traders. They've brought in some some wares to trade and offered to help the Groshkala. Question: Are there any cat people? Uh, no. Oh. No tabaxis? No. No. No Khajiit traders? No. Um, <laughs> they all died. They all died. Because um, I made that, I tried to make that joke, they all died. Um, uh, he also, he sort of explains to you that like on the other side of the labyrinth, the Grashkala actually uh, gained their resources by um, attacking um, demon collectives and taking their shit. Um, sort of gives you an idea of what these people are about and how they sort of work. Um, <laughs> um, these guys are a master of their craft, and their craft is killing demons. Um, That's dope. I yeah. like kill a demon and take its shit. Who knows? We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, Fucking dumb. Not yet, uh, Timmy. <laughs> uh, but sort of the differentiation between the gatekeepers and the Grashkalas. The Grashkalas serve a god, and the god is the, the Church of the Silver Flame. Church of the Silver Flame. Um, the Silver Flame is, um, you guys would know, um, its name, it's from, it's, um, the main religion of, um, the country of Thrain, mm-hmm. and Thrain is, a, entirely a theocracy based on that religion. Dope. Um, but their holy call is to slay demons and undead. Um, oh, hey, fits hand in hand. Yeah, and the Grashkala are a very, very, very old sect of that, um, supposedly trained by dragons, um... And they sort of carry, like, all longbows, but almost, like, for symbolic reasons. It's just, like, <laughs> like the mark of the Sacred Flame is a is an arrowhead, and they all are trained as archers. But you also get the sense that most of these guys are probably pretty handy with that war hammer, that great sword they carry. Mm. It's uh, a symbolic longbow. Yeah. It just happens to also work. Yeah, right? <laughs> I can't wait to play Troika. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> But the Grashkala, they're mostly fighters, paladins, rangers. Um, they have a little bit of magic to them, but they're mostly the martial um, classes and things like that. While the gatekeepers are a mix of druids and rangers, um, and they seem to be they seem to function as like the mystics and um, specifically uh, seers of prophecy. But they don't serve the silver flame necessarily. Hmm. Um, some think that way in the far back, the Silver Flame and um, the god that the uh, druids serve, or the ancient dragon that the druids sort of serve, um, were derived from the same source, but 
the the two the two religious factions would not see that necessarily. Mm. Um, I always love in fantasy when someone's like, "Yeah, yeah, we've all been trained by we were trained by dragons thousands of years ago." Mm-hmm. Oh, that's super dope. Where is it? Oh, it's gone now. They all left. <laughs> they all left this country. <laughs> but we definitely were. We definitely did. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like uh, it's the Which, whole Gilgamesh thing, right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, um, he also, so he has sort of chat throughout the day, get some info here and there about what, what's going on in this place. Um, and then he takes you guys all to where everyone's having dinner and sort of just like a banquet hall almost, um, uh, mix of rowdy, um, orcs, um, just messing around, having, having a meal. And he's, uh, sitting with you, introduces you to a few of the... Various leaders and stuff like that. Um, it appears that that staff that you carry, um, Soot, has a lot of sway here. Um, mm-hmm. Elios, Elios was a very um, was a very high status in this place. Um, but also, no one seems too concerned at the idea that um, Elios is missing. They're like, hmm, we weren't aware of that, but. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, okay then. It's a little laissez-faire on all accounts throughout the throughout this camp. Is that um, um, everyone's sort of assumed to be able to handle themselves, um, not just like not in like a brash or a negligent way. It's more like, hey, um, we're the best of the best. We got this. Mm-hmm. Don't even stress. Okay, um, that's kind of what Ridley was picking up on as he learned more about Elios. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Maybe like, he is fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like who. Um, and last time he um, he tried to contact Elias through the obelisk, and as you know, he said that he seemed to be somewhere where time had stopped, and he was surrounded by elves and some other type of warrior on the other side. The laundromat. Yeah, definitely. Time's frozen there. Yeah. And it seems like you'll never you'll never leave. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know, you know. Um, but he has taken okay. an interest in. Your comment about dreams. Okay. Um, so, tell me. You said that you have had various dreams where people have contacted you. Birds. Birds have contacted me. Birds have contacted me. you. Yes. But also, perhaps a vision from your god. Yes. Although I do believe that was actually from Balinor. But I don't think that these other ones where the birds are talking, I don't think those are specifically from Balinor. They don't have the same voice. I see. I understand. Um, tell me... You understand? Okay, sorry, go yes. ahead. Yes. <laughs> tell me a little bit. Tell me a little more. Where, where were you when you... Dreams are how the Sacred Flame contacts its greatest warriors. Dreams are and how we receive the prophecy of what to expect. It's how we plan our military advances. It's how we can... We manage everything through dreams and prophecy. Oh. So, tell me a little more about where were you when you heard this voice? Is it, you talking about the birds? Yes. Okay. So, the first time I had a dream, it was, or these specific bouts of dreams, um, I was at home. And it like had it made me 
fly extremely high up into the air over our town and over the state and just a whole bunch of these um, obelisks uh, just rose out of the ground. Um, so then I told Elios. Elios said to go to the nearest one, which we did, and then... And um, that's where you met the the elven specter. Well, yes, but in order for us to get down to it, because they were all underground, I took a nap and had another dream. This is where the first time I met the, the bird thing um, was whenever I was asleep on top of the drill, and it said to just dig and open the drill. I see. That is a little questionable. Um, if, if you don't mind, I know someone who is sort of an expert in dreams and prophecy. Um, he's a little extravagant in his methods, but... I love him already. He will perhaps be able to share what you have seen and give you more direct answers. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Uh, if you will, both come with me. Oh. Um, and he leads you to um, sort of this tent that's on the edge of town. It's um, on... It's sort of out of the little, like, hidden cove that the most of the village is in, and it is looking over the, the forest oh. um, that you came from. Um, and there's a small set of tents they're a little bit different in style from the ones in the other area. And you see the people walking around here all appear to be um, drow. All dark elves. Oh. Um, cool. Um, these are some of our brethren from Drome. They maintain the uh, gatekeeper... Um, the gatekeeper pact in that area where, much like the demon waste... Um, Occurrences of the of demons can appear. Huh. They're here to uh, help us. We've they are masters of prophecy and uh, understanding dreams because they have learned to control their own dreams long ago. That makes sense. What is this? Fa- nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Okay. I promise. <laughs> I promise you, I wouldn't bring this up, and it's nothing. Okay. Um, uh, so, um, he leads you to a tent, um, with a, uh, drama who just looks to be making dinner. Like, you know, he's just got, like, a, a cauldron of stuff that he's, he's cooking up a stew, you know. Laundry um, day stew? No. 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 Um, much more, much <laughs> no. more positively fragrant. Um. Oh, good. Um, uh, so he says, um, I... He uh, introduces you to Master. Um, I gave him a name. I definitely did. It's Roshi. It's Master Roshi. <laughs> it's, oh gosh, is it? It's ma- no. It's, it's Master uh, Dark Roshi, the Dark <laughs> Turtle Hermit, because he's a drab. <laughs> he's he's Master Boren. Master Boren. Master Boren. He is. Um, he he looks old, even by like Elven standards. God damn. Like if elves if elves lives if elves live to be seven hundred he's probably like six twenty. <laughs> he has seen the sun <laughs> and the moon and the stars and watched them form. Yep. Um. <laughs> and his young apprentice, Drillin. Mm. 
How many Dragon Ball references? <laughs> Honestly, uh, since his name was Boren, I was gonna say that it was like, like countersinking. Yeah. Bajarobi. Ba- Fucking uh, <laughs> tapping. Like, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I want better, Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. Um, um, so he gives he gives sort of a formal introduction um, and gives a little bit uh, and sort of. Um, lets you give the background of what you've already explained to him. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, he leaves He leaves you guys to chat with Boren. Um, mm-hmm. He says, uh, So excuse me, if, if I understand you're being led to different places directly by your dreams. Yes. Well... Yes, until I accidentally fell asleep in the in the court of the Fae Prince, and then it fucked right off. I see. <laughs> hmm. I, I'm gonna be honest. Usually, spiritual things are dead, so they don't they don't really worry too much about what we've got going on. Yeah. Um. So, if I may, we have a method of entering what we call our trance. Mm-hmm. And that allows us to sort of ask the universe for guidance. And it is how we find prophecy. It's how we find direction. If you will allow me, I would like to guide you into this place where we may see sort of what's going on in there. Yeah, let's go. It's going to be great. (laughs) All right. Um, He waves his hand and the campfire under his uh, soup goes out. And there's these sort of, like, beads that hang um, behind him that have started glowing, like a, a light blue glow. Um, says, right, I would like you to lay down on the ground right here. I do so. Um, and he says, I need you to allow me to guide you. Okay. And then he starts rubbing his fingers together a little bit, and then he blows and just... And this puff appears over your face, and you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Got it! Fun fact, the sleep spell has no saving throw. Um, <laughs> and you were just out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're witnessing this, and you're just... And she's, like, getting comfortable while he's doing that, and then he's just... And she just... Just, like, goes limp. She got that count backwards from 99, crap, <laughs> yeah. and, and you get to 96. And then, yeah. there you are. <laughs> and, then you, and then you wake up later. Yep. Um... And uh, Ridley, you see him, he puts his thumb uh, just like right the center of her eyes. Um, And then he closes his eyes and um, what looks like a little bit of smoke starts rising from where his thumb is. Just uh, like a match had just gone out almost. Um, My forehead, my forehead's on fire. (laughs) I'm staring very intently. (laughs) And then the smoke dissipates. Now... What you see is sort of this misty stone path. Mm-hmm. You're in this clear field, but you're not sure what time of day it is. It doesn't feel like there's any sun, but it feels light. It feels airy. You're mm-hmm. just surrounded by this light fog. Mm-hmm. Um, you see some structures a little bit off in the distance. Um, but you hear um, soot. May I guide you? Yes. I outreach my hand. I assume that's... Yeah, let's go. 
And then behind you appears um, Master Borden. Oh, hi. Um, says, hello. <laughs> so, this is all very familiar. This is a place you go every time you sleep. This is before the dreams ever arise. Oh. Most be- people never remember this place. To be honest, I expected a lot more, like, trash, but it's okay. <laughs> well, if you will, do you see these structures out in the distance? Yes. Each of these is sort of a dream waiting to be entered. Now, if you feel yourself being pulled to one, that is often the dream that is trying to lead you, trying to guide you. You can interpret these and find a way to decide if this is something that the universe is giving you, something that your god is giving you, or something else. Oh. Now, typically, what has me worried is that your dreams are very explicit. Mm-hmm. You noticed when Balinor contacted you, he didn't really give you information. Mm-hmm. He didn't discuss with you. No. He strictly said that the things that I'm looking for are there and that I shouldn't be worried. Yes, because you were in a vulnerable place. You, He came to you because you needed him to. Mm-hmm. He came to you because he felt that one of his own was in danger. Mm-hmm. And so he came. This other spirit that is guiding you. I've spoken to shifters. This doesn't seem like your spirit. This doesn't seem like a spirit of theirs. This seems like someone just speaking to you. I get that. But they called themselves the spirit. Mm-hmm. I think we should find it. Okay. Now, this will be unique. Because of because I am here, you will likely remember this area when you wake up. Okay. You're going to try you're going to need to try to remember anything that you see here. Okay. So, um find the end of this path and see what pulls to you the most. And so you see under your feet there is this thin stone path that leads sort of in the general direction of those little structures you see off mm-hmm. in the distance. Is there one is there a forest nearby that's that's got a campfire? No. That's where he usually talks to me. Okay, go ahead. Um, do you wish to go down the path and start? Yeah. Okay. So you reach a little end of the path where when you step into this circle, the mist sort of dissipates uh, around the edge of the circle. It's uh, a paved path, and this on the ground is sort of the motif of a raccoon. Hey. Um, and uh, Master Boren says to you, this... This is your spirit. This is what the spirit has manifest within you. This spirit likely doesn't ever speak to you. It has chosen you, and you and the spirit are on the same journey together. It likely doesn't know any more or any less than you know. But he gives you his power and his skills and offers to help you on your journey in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as answers he may not have much to offer. Um, and he's, uh, 
he gets your attention and points a little off into the distance. And you see sort of the peak of two little ears um, from above some of the grass looking off at you. And then ducks down and starts moving away through the grass. No, wait, come back! It's okay. He's always here, and you've probably spoken to him many times. Oh, okay. <laughs> do I... Do I have any belongings with me? Um, not really. You do notice you have Elios's staff, but none of your other things, except for your boon of Balinor, oh. is with you. That's weird. Okay. Um, it um, seems like your most spiritual objects are with you. Okay. Um, That's a shame. I was going to leave him baloney, but it's okay. <laughs> um, so, roll me a... Let's call it perception. Let's okay. A perception check. Roll a spirituality check. Come on. That's... Uh, eight. An eight. Okay. So... You look around, and it seems like all the structures are closer. And they look to be small altars. Um, one that looks like it, like a, a forest shrine, like an offering to some sort of forest god, but not necessarily Balinor. Huh. Um, no antlers? No. Um, it looks more simple than that, like just a stone structure. Um, you see another one that looks like a... a like a small wooden built structure, like a small house almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see another one that's pretty grand that does have antlers. It is. It has this pair of antlers um, covered in a deer skin mm-hmm. um, laying in front of it. And this altar is a very large gate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no handles to the door or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it is this large door that has this sort of offering it looks like in front of it. Mm-hmm. But there's one more door that's sort of distanced from you. Mm-hmm. That when you look at it, when you face it and focus on it, you get this weird like ringing in your ears. Um, it's sort of incoherent. It's sort of like uh, like radio static when you look at it. And it is these shifting shades of black and purple. And... It is also shaped like a door. And on it, there is what looks to be an eye. And across the top of the eye is this black and purple wing. And as you, and as you look at it, you start to um, hear this buzzing getting louder and louder until um, Master Born puts a hand on your shoulder. It says, is that the one that is calling out to you? It hurts. I see. Um, may I approach it with you? Yeah. So the two of you walk closer to it, and the as long as he's there, the sound isn't quite um, isn't quite as overpowering. Mm-hmm. But you do still kind of hear it. Um, and as you get closer, the eye focuses on you mm-hmm. and watches you as you approach. Um, it doesn't seem interested in Master Boren. Master Boren walks up and puts a hand on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, I don't think this is supposed to be here. And I'm not certain where it came from. 
and I'm also not certain it should be trusted. I do not know if the contents of your dreams are linked directly to this altar, but it doesn't seem as connected to you as these other ones. In most dreams, you will find yourself here, and you will just walk until you end up in one. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Bless you. Sorry. Unless one of these other altars calls to you. Mm-hmm. Perhaps this large altar is that of your god. Yeah, Balinor. And it will only open when he calls to you. But in most cases, your normal dream, you will just walk until the mist envelops you, and you begin whatever this pleasant or unhappy dream may be. But if this one is calling to you so viciously, I think it is something trying to push you. Okay. Can I destroy it? Um. I mean, it's this is my subconscious, right? I should be able to just be like, bye, and it's gone. Perhaps. But then there's nothing stopping it from coming back if you don't know where it came from in the first place. Oh, you make a good point. I may have to do some research, um, but do not worry too much. These dreams, if you know that they should be questioned, and you know that they should be looked on with trepidation, you should be able to remember them when you awaken and know that they need to be considered They need to be understood before acted upon. Okay. Do you have any more questions? This might not be a good question for you, but you say that my God has to call upon me first in order for me to talk to him. Usually. Is there a way that I could knock on the door, per se? I have known spiritual people to be able to do that. That seems like as one grows closer to their deity, they gain that ability, they Mm -hmm. gain that capacity. Um, And perhaps with the correct prayers even, you might be able to ask for certain guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, But my connection is often more vague than most. Mm -hmm. So I do... I don't know how the direct contact of your deity would occur. Mm What if to strengthen my connection with my with my raccoon dude that lives here? Uh, yes, of course. What well, would how would I how would you how would I go about doing that, maybe? I think you don't you may not realize how close you are to this being. Like <laughs> you think of yourself and this spirit as sharing the same body. Mm-hmm. 
You speak and act, but many of your physical qualities have been affected by this spirit. Like all shifters are granted power from an animal spirit. You, mm-hmm. this raccoon. Mm-hmm. That bond is more than just some physical attributes at birth. It is as you grow, you grow more in tune with the gifts that this animal has. Mm. You as a wild hunter are a brilliant tracker, no doubt, because you are offered this creature's abilities. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. The guidance that it offers is that of an animal. Mm -hmm. It offers you its abilities to use to find your own path. Mm-hmm. So, these other two, the rock one and the the wood one, what would, what would that, what would they mean? Do you think? I'm not certain. Almost everyone has some altars like this, and some think that they may perhaps be less dreams and more memories. Perhaps deja vu. Weird. Would you like to wake up from here? Or do you wish to rest longer? If I could just, like... Explore my subconscious a little bit longer. That'd be kind of cool. But you can skedaddle if you need to. I will leave you to rest. Okay. <laughs> um, and Ridley, you just sort of like, for you... Yeah, this, what have I been seeing? Yeah, <laughs> for you, it doesn't feel like very much time at all passes. Mm-hmm. You're watching... You watch this magic that he performs. Um, and probably for a couple of minutes you sit... And you watch, but his Master Boren's body remains sort of tense and alert and active. And then he raises his hand, and he seems to be back in the room with you. Mm. Um, probably maybe like five minutes or so passes. Not oh, okay. not very long at all. Yeah. Uh, Master Master Boren, what did you two discuss, or what did you do? I believe your friend may have a visitor in her dreams, and perhaps not a an ally. Oh no. Hmm. You look over at me on the floor and just like (laughs) (laughs) trying to talk to this raccoon a little bit. Chasing this, kind of kicking my legs a little bit. Sorry, go ahead, continue. Um, and you're able to help them work through this? I, I'm not sure. It may be the next step of your journey to find where this is coming from, or perhaps it will reveal itself to you soon. Um, but... I do question the intentions of anyone who would meddle with the dreams of others. Especially pretending to be a shifter's spirit. Yes, that is curious. 
it perhaps knows quite a bit about its target. Oof. But not enough to disguise itself as a proper creature. As a bird instead of a raccoon. Or even a, a typical shifter creature at all. Hmm. Do you know of any people or races that have uh, bird-like spirits? Um, well, there are, there are there are types of sirens, harpies, hags, mm-hmm. things like this that all have sort of bird-like qualities. Um, hags, in particular, being magical, um, as well as uh, demons that could be known to do this. I mean, they, you are close to the labyrinth, but I can't imagine what a demon would be doing contacting just someone from Eldeen. Hmm. We, fi- we don't often have wardens coming up here hearing from demons. We don't have, we don't have just a, an elf from the wood walking up here very often. You want a bagel? No! <laughs> Souls of the Innocent. Two bagels. Now! <laughs> <laughs> could, the, could the demon be hungering? <laughs> it might be contacting someone from the Eldine Reaches because of its fertile farmland <laughs> and grains. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, sorry. Uh, there are... There are spiritual people, the Kaushatar, they have, uh, much like the Shifters, they bond with spirits at a very young age. Um, but these spirits are more like a symbiotic relationship. These, they're more like ghosts from some other plane that use the Kaushatar's body as a host. I saw that. I might get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot like a lot like that, you know. Um, but there, there have been cases of these spirits coming with a more uh, malicious intention, not making their presence known and manipulating people. Um, they're not often seen in our continent, but it's not unheard of. But there is an island to the far west um, that is ruled entirely by those who call themselves the Enlightened. Mm. And they have these they have spirits much like uh, the Kashatar. Oh shit, I got mind fleas <laughs> up in my brain. <laughs> or a hag. Or a harpy. Lots right. of options. Various bird like creatures. Yeah, um, it's actually just some Aarakocra wizard that's like, <laughs> it's really weird that that birds are are haunting uh, soot because birds definitely aren't real. <laughs> they're they're not real. Yeah, no birds. Yeah, birds aren't real. <laughs> yeah, it's Re- like a cov- cover up. It's a cover up. That's yeah. it. <laughs> birds aren't. Birds aren't real. So wait, what was the wild turkey we ate that one time that's got like a man jaw? Uh, the devil. <laughs> Satan, Satan incarnate. Yeah. It's a, it's a spawn of Satan. That's yeah, that was bad. 
<laughs> I really just some, need like, someone to draw that for us. That was some made up Homer bullshit, and that's horrible. <laughs> I just need I need someone to draw that for us. Like I just want to know what their interpretation of a a turkey with teeth. <laughs> it was a man, but it had a of jaws in its stomach. Yeah, it had a, it was a turkey with like a human face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's just uh-huh. a handsome Squidward turkey. <clears throat> okay, back in. Yeah. <laughs> um, Master Boron, could you help me with my dreams? Are you... Have you been visited by a similar premonitions? Similar um, spirits? No. Uh, earlier on in, in our journey, I was told that some of the problems that I'm having with my, my sleep and my dreams could be maybe addressed by the drow. Um, ever since the morning, I keep getting killed in my dreams. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> that but minor. Uh, I... Before I was a sorcerer, I was a, a soldier in the war, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm not proud of the things that I did there. Um, and I don't think my mind's let me forget that. And uh, every night I'm reminded of what I did, um, and each night I I get what I deserved for it, uh, and I don't know what to do. I can't take it anymore. I see. Huh. They were Love like just... <laughs> they were like... Sorry, Sid. Yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> okay. No, that's part of why I put the drow in this area. Okay, cool. I already had intentions of making them like good guys, because I like the drow. I hope that wasn't a curveball. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, they were right to lead you to us. Um, we draw the gatekeepers see our fair share of atrocities uh, in Drome. We encounter many demon kind who uh, are willing to attack anyone, innocents, um, and not just us, try and get past us and wreak whatever havoc they can because whatever little foothold of madness grows their power. Mm. We, we are accustomed and for most drow, we do not dream in our trance. We, those of us who are the spiritual leaders, we enter our dreams with our, with our own awareness. We are able to ask and look for answers. I guess I got no. more of the uh, the human human bit in my in my trances then. It's understandable. It's it's not something that the other elves train for. Many many elves use their trance to remember their past lives. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, of the young souls, you your kind often dream similar to a human. I don't even have half-elves around me to, to talk about this with. I see. I've, 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 been, I've been with a bunch of humans and... Mm-hmm. and uh, and orcs over in, in the Eldeen. Mm-hmm. And I... You know, you're one of, you're one of the first elf kind I've, I've seen in a very long time. 
understand. Um, so we can teach you how we perform our trance. Um, all drow are taught um, how to control dreams in this way. But perhaps speaking to some of the orcs who battle on the front lines and share your experience, they might be able to help you a little bit more with handling what you your memories. Mm-hmm. I can help you have no dreams. But if you ever want to move past it in perhaps your own way, maybe speaking to someone with shared experience can help you in that journey. Is this, is this a change in me or is this a, uh, something that you'll teach me and I can... It is, it is a technique. It is, okay. it is something we, we drow learn to do. We can choose not to do it as well. We can choose, we can choose to experience our dreams. And much, and much like our, uh, our other elven brethren, we do experience our past lives as well. Mm-hmm. But the past lives of the drow uh, may be much harsher than that of the elves. Okay. And so that is why we often uh, prefer no dreams. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he says that uh, it's fairly simple, and it might take a couple of tries for you to get down, mm-hmm. um, but he can teach you the technique overnight so that you can... Uh, continue on without having any dreams um and it's just sort of a little bit of ceremony that you do before sleep um that elves that dark elves perform um and he is able to teach that to you um if you stay the night uh, at the camp uh I'd love to okay I need to yeah oh thank you alright um I think we'll take a break for a quick second Mm-hmm. And we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Hola. Refreshed. Um, so, you guys, um, I guess take some time. You rest. You wake up. In your dream, you hung out with your raccoon buddy. Yep. Um, and I hung out with nobody. Yeah. Yeah. You you sat in the room quietly waiting. Um. No. Um. Oh. What did you want to do? Like while you were waiting for sit, I guess. Well, you guys hang out for a little while in the camp, meet some orc buddies. What would you have done? Mm. Oh, we're we're not we're not with the drow anymore. We're over there with the orcs. Whatever you want to do, if you want to hang out with the drow still, oh, yeah. doing that. After, I'll, oh sorry, I'll probably be chilling with the with the drow probably that whole day until okay. until nightfall when okay. I learn the special tricks. So after I wake up from my rec or from my dream, where me and my raccoon hang out and eat bologna. And start climbing trees and shit. Um, uh, I wake up very refreshed, very happy, and immediately go to the nearest bar or tavern and ask to uh, get whatever they have left. So, in how I'm picturing orcs, I think less tribal orcs and more like orcs are like medieval knights almost. Yes. And there's a mead hall. Yeah. It's not really a bar. Hey, Kayla. Did did Sid invite um, 
did sit and fight Ridley to the tavern? Oh, I did. I absolutely did. Okay. Okay. Then, then Ridley. Yeah. Went. Yeah. There's <laughs> definitely because it sounds too fun to miss. There's out. definitely like a like a mead hall that's been established. It's yes. like the only the only like solid structures that aren't tent like are like the temple that's carved into the mountain, the mead hall that like the presiding captains hang out at deep like, ancient timbers yeah and yes. then like the stock room like that's just the, like a warehouse of their stored goods and stuff fuck yeah <laughs> those are the only like solid structures um cause t- most of their day the orcs um are moving around most of the day mm-hmm. they have they have jobs that they do um they have training they go out mm-hmm. and they hunt they come back they do all kinds of stuff so wait these orcs are hunters yes they have a very regimented uh oh. life also again the Sacred Flame. Right. Um, they're all archers. Okay. So, then in that case, uh, Soot um, kind of, like, you know, bustles up a little bit and, like, gets real, like, sup, dudes. How are you doing, gentlemen? <laughs> and I stroll up to the bar and I put my elbow on the bar and I say, excuse me, bartender, sir, and I slide a gold piece over and I say, I want whatever you have left. Okay. <laughs> The orc looks at the gold piece for a minute, and he's like, hmm. And so he, like, he gives you, like, um, some, like, unfinished bottles of brandy and, like, just the remaining gold's worth of mead. (laughs) He's like, that's a gold. He's not used to what you ordered. And he's like, this is mostly a mead haul, so here's a gold worth of mead and this unfinished bottle of decent brandy. You can make the rankest boilermaker. <laughs> um, so I ask for a really big glass. Okay, he gives he gives you this like solid pint tankard. Nice, it's and really, I pour really my nice brandy looking. into it, mm-hmm. and then um, I take whatever mead he handed me, and I pour Just that top in it up. there. And I pour it in there. Wait, you pour in the liquor first, and then you top it off with mead, not the other way around? Well, there's way more mead than there was. <laughs> okay. Brandy. So. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, and then, I was scared uh, for I was scared for Sid. Why? What? I thought you were like three quarters liquor and then like a quarter meat or something like that. Yeah, it's probably not. Yeah, is it's that probably not, not what the, I did? Oh, that's okay. probably not the distribution. Oh, is that what you did? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess let's sit. Let's, 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 let's say in a pint glass, this is probably like 50 50. Okay. It's still then, a lot um, of liquor for. Yeah. And then. Um, uh, that's eight ounces. Yeah, and then um, I uh, kind of, like, look around, and uh, before any tables get bust or anything like that, I also go ahead and just, like, pour other drinks into my drink as, you know, just walking around. Garbage person. (laughs) Make it easier on the busser. I don't... (laughs) And then, um... And then I uh, dig a little piece of um, uh, road jerky out, and I stir it. Jesus. And, uh, and then I, I take a sip. Well, so make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> I did not expect this to go where it was, but I was also going to make you take one for, like, drinking the meat anyway. My constitution saving throw is 18 plus. <laughs> yeah, so it's 19. So this is not appetizing. Like, this is not good in any way. That's okay. I don't like good things. Um, it's, it's, did you order some mead, Ridley? Uh, yeah, I ordered one normal-ass pint of mead. <laughs> yeah, uh, give me a constitution saving throw. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 
let's talk about what an orc looks like to a half elf and a and a shifter. Ah, okay. Also, a small shifter. Yeah. <laughs> we got here a fourteen. Okay. Yeah. See, see, you, you drink it down. You'd realize that you're just like, hmm. Um, I've had mead, but uh, whoo, that's a <laughs> that's a bit it's a bit heartier than anticipated. It's that barrel aged shit. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> you uh. It hits you, hits you pretty good, like, you know, right between the eyes when you drink it. You're just mm-hmm. like, whew. Um, so you notice, like, you're now starting to understand, hey, orcs probably run about 6'4 to 6'6 six, six in height. Um, none of them weigh under 250, um, mostly muscle. And you're just like, huh, they... They want to get drunk fast, and so they want to get drunk fast. Yeah, so we're gonna. Uh, so you just took some. You had some orcish mead, mm-hmm. and that shit's rough. I took it surprisingly tasty. Like it's it's got a it's got a good upfront taste, but then uh, the aftertaste is just like ah, that's mm, that certainly is alcohol. It's wine when we thought it was gonna be Bud Light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. At least, yeah. At least. Cool. And it's pretty. It's pretty thick stuff. It's it's probably. Mm, does it have that good honey taste? Gotta. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gotta. So I'm going to. They're also like s- surrounded by some of the richest forest in the world. Like you can find you can find all kinds of good good ways to make honey and meat and stuff here. And good mm. shit. Uh, I would like to uh, just walk around and talk to the uh, to the people here and, and find their best stories. <laughs> And just you yeah. find some good ones. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> what are you gonna do, Ridley? <laughs> You're a little bit more rounded as a person now. <laughs> yeah. Are you happy? Yeah. Yes, I am very. I'm happy. gonna sit here and make up some stories. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You have a good time, you know, yeah. making good friends. These these guys are all welcome to visitors. They're just like a, you're. You made it up here. That's mm-hmm. you've made the journey to come to the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. You're brave enough. You're. <laughs> I, when when Sit takes me to a tavern, I make the conscious decision not to stare into my drink and, and follow Sit around. And so and so that's what I did too. Good. Yay! Good. Yes. A fun night was had by all. <laughs> um, I ask you if you want to have a little bit of my drink. I, I guess. I slide it over to you. You got to make another con check. <laughs> Woof. It smells like it smells like pocket beef jerky, <laughs> <laughs> brandy, <laughs> and and beer wine. Ugh. Well, hey, okay, that's uh, that's an eighteen. Okay, you don't vomit, but like, it's not good. It's not. And it's the best thing you've ever tasted. It's a thing I've ever tasted. I'll tell you that, sit. <laughs> I definitely have tasted it. And you sure are going to finish that, huh, bud? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (sighs) Woof. I might need to, like, you know, put it in a water skin and save it for later, but (laughs) I'll finish it. You're going to flask that shit up? It's carbonated. You can't put that in a skin. Gross. Do you know what's in my water skin right now? Do you? Yeah, it's part of that drink that we ordered whenever we left. It is? <laughs> Some water. Um. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm, like, I'm about to make you make a... Uh, you, might, 
might have a level of exhaustion. Like you are or poisoned. I don't know. Make a history check on your fucking nasty water bottle. Yeah. Oh no, but you tried it! Oh, there it is. It's an 18. I guess you remember. <laughs> Gross. This is the constitution of a dump truck. <laughs> I am a dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> I am right. a trash person. We've been through this. We go through this every single time. <laughs> so, what, what kind of information do you think you, you guys still need from the gatekeepers? What do you guys... Do you have the? Do you think they've made you guys feel any better about Elios's circumstance? Yeah, I think yes. so. Their their calmness in the matter seems. Uh huh. We have a little striking at first, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm still gonna like try and look for him, but he ain't he ain't dead. He'll be fine. So, it's not like he's going to the cig- or going out for cigarettes. <laughs> so I. After meeting. The gatekeepers, I don't know if there's many things out there stronger than Elios. <laughs> um, I, Dad's a badass dude, like... <laughs> I, I also feel like he's probably wise enough to not run through fairyland, so I, I can't imagine him accidentally getting into trouble. Yeah. Wait, I have his stick, though. He chose to give it to you, though. Well, yeah, but, like, that's his weapon. He it's, fought me with this. It's a weapon. It is a weapon. <laughs> You're right. Okay. I don't... I don't see... Like, Elias is definitely Circle of the Land, and mm-hmm. I don't... I can't imagine him transforming very often, mm-hmm. but he is capable of transforming. So okay. He is still... Definitely a high level shifter. Like, okay. He taught me how to control my sorcery, so like, yeah. sure, throw what, he's you want, a, throw what you want on him. He's, like, he's like Circle of the Mountains, <laughs> which you probably had figured out training with him. It's just like, yeah. hey, this is his magic. He is, for all intents and purposes, an Earthbender. He's a rock slide. Mm-hmm. Nice. I I miss him. Uh, I don't think we need to stop looking for him, but I think that we can. There's calm some more. Down there's some it. more things we need to learn about. Around here, I think. Yeah. Okay. Like that that chick that you talked to, who may be your family? Rebecca Heim. Mm-hmm. Next time we find a tower, I want to check in with her. Okay. I take a big drink. <laughs> she said she was supposed to... Talk to you, bud. Yeah, should we, should we have heard, by, heard from her by now? I don't know. I don't even... She just said she was sending someone to find you. That's right. I don't even know what day we're on. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, it's been four days since the incident. It's been Bellagos. four days? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So we are waiting to hear from Elios. Waiting to hear from uh, Rebecca's emissary. What exactly should we be going out and doing? <laughs> Are we, we are. Are we, we are. This is what college feels like. (laughs) We're supposedly on some big adventure, but it kind of feels like we're just sitting here and waiting. (laughs) Um, And we all have bad dreams. 
Well, for now, we getting fucked up. And drink too much. <laughs> it's college. It's college. Oh my gosh, we're in college. <laughs> Our characters are lacking. <laughs> is that about the age that y'all, y'all's characters are now? Oh no, oh, no. 19. 18 and 19 year olds? <laughs> yeah. Um. <sighs> hey, funny how I read that journey on like you guys being out in the world for the first time. You know. <laughs> oh. Oops. <Great. laughs> um. Let's see. Oh, I heard power lines in town. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so you do also have this idea that there is uh, something fucking with your dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should... I don't know. I don't know. I'm starting to get this, get the gist that, like, maybe we're not supposed to take everything at face value... And maybe we should actually try and, like, look up the Gith people. Wait, you mean, like, read shit? Soot, did you just tell me to read things? It's just a phone book, man! Like, that's all we gotta do! Alright, I'll check the yellow pages for the yellow <laughs> the, boys. The fantasy yellow pages. Yeah. The Ondarian yellow pages, and you find <laughs> Captain of the Guard... <laughs> Do we also find his home address? If so, I want to TP it. No, you you oh. aren't you. Y'all aren't in on dare. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Y'all can't. Y'all can head that way. Um. I don't think we should head to on dare yet. I think maybe we should investigate the what is it, Kalshatar? Kalshatar. Uh yeah, that's a that's a little general that they're just a race of people that sort of oh, moves okay. around um but they're they are um it's the the spiritual contact is the connection that you mm-hmm. have to them oh yeah and then you and know the, uh, the enlightened don't consider themselves Kalshatar, but they're a very similar they're in a very similar state of these spirits mm-hmm. uh, controlling these hosts and then we both know me ridley but you know, and I'll probably just procrastinate the shit out of this, but Pixie Dick tipped me on an adventure too, so. Pixie Dick? What? I like that name, but. <laughs> gotta, you gotta hunt the traveler, dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, it'll probably be like year 56, and I'll be like, oh shit, I gotta do that still. <laughs> do all your homework on the last night? <laughs> <laughs> do I have until midnight on year 57, or. Wait, you just do you just gotta like write up the time cards and turn them in? And be like, I gave it a shot, couldn't find him, or is it like kill him by then or you're dead? To be honest, he didn't specify. Mm. He was just like, go kill the traveler, or else I'll have your soul for fifty-seven years. Blah. He doesn't seem like the most forethought individual. I was about to say forever. Probably whatever we think it's going to be, it's the least forgiving of the two options. Ah, well, 57 years is a long time. All right, we got time, then. We got time. (laughs) We got time. And thus the Faustian deal continues. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Faustian deal? I didn't take shit from him. If anything, I want to kill him first. We promised a bad guy that we'd kill another weird guy. Honestly, (laughs) part of me wants to just be like... You gotta kill a drifter. You gotta kill a drifter, take his heart. (laughs) Honestly, I kind of want to, like... Just strictly out of spite, like, start, like, worshipping the Traveler, too. I don't think that's how being a cleric works. Yeah, but, like, fuck that pixie guy. 
Listen, man, you know the tribal would appreciate the chaoticness of that, though. Right? <laughs> the power move, the chaos yeah. thing. I'm gonna worship and kill you. <laughs> no, not kill him, just like... Oh, okay. Make everything a little bit more difficult. Oh. Alright, um, so... Uh, while you guys are meetings. hanging out at the meat hall, before you get too shwasted, um... Too late! Sorry, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Elder Craven, um, catches up with you guys, um... To know, uh, um, I immediately shout, "Ya boy!" <laughs> and he goes, "Hey!" Uh, <laughs> and he orders a meat too, because no, I slide my drink over and say, "Give a taste." He smells it and says, "No." <laughs> um, <laughs> I could give him a twenty in con right now, off the top of my head. I'm not going to risk that. Um, but he gets his own meat, get, takes a good swig. Um, talks to you. Um, uh, he lets you know that um, that some of the elders have had correspondence with um, Elios before um, while he was um, staying in Salonsea. Mm-hmm. He did mention that, um, well, the reason he went to Salonsea in the first place was because he was following a prophecy. He believed that um, there was a prophecy that could lead danger to the labyrinth. Uh, much many of the elders believe that this prophecy is related to Drome. It says that the labyrinth uh, will be beset on both sides, and uh, it will fall to the to the demons if it is not thwarted. Um, many took that to believe that something would happen in Drome, and Drome would fall, and the demons would come from both sides. Uh, Elios, however, didn't believe that. He he thought that perhaps the um, something would come from just the other side of the labyrinth. And it once it did, it would break the labyrinth down and the demon hordes would come. Because if Drome fell, there would be no reason for them to f- fell the labyrinth. They would already be in the center of the five kingdoms. Mm. Um, At least took it a little more literally and everyone else was like, no, it means... Cities yeah. and shit. Yeah. Okay. But but Elios was like, no, if if the demons are going to lead an incursion, they're going to lead it from the demon waste. Okay. Um, he says that uh, he has some correspondence that was that he collected from a few of the different elders, talking asking about prophecy and thoughts on this, um, as well as some from even some of the drow leaders that they had that he had messaged them and spoken with them before uh, just through letters and things like that that uh, he had noticed that the drow had not encountered a similar prophecy so while the gatekeepers near the labyrinth had been given these signs that something was coming from the other side of the labyrinth the drow had no such prophecy which further uh, made Elias believe that it was something closer to the labyrinth. Something mm-hmm. probably an Eldine, or an Ondere at least. Okay. So, what should we be looking for? Well, there was the letter that you guys found in his office, referring to the recent events that you guys thwarted, like um, running into the Invisible Man, which is a symbol of change from the Traveler. Right. Um, he, f- Elios, um, 
did send a letter to one of the elders that um, did not arrive until shortly before you guys. It, so it was sent near when he disappeared. Mm-hmm. And it appears that Elios was worried that the uh, recent appearances of various um, creatures and outsiders to Silansea was a sign that something was coming. That's weird. I didn't think that Elios would be like a, you know, end of days, getting your, <laughs> you know, getting your bomb shelter kind of dude. He must huh. have been really scared about this. Well, I mean, when it, they, the gatekeepers in the Groshkala find themselves to be the, the warriors who prevent the demon hordes. Mm-hmm. They are the soldiers on the front lines against the demons. <laughs> but if demons were to appear somewhere else, uh, most of them would be worried that it could strike an incursion. The longer a demon stays in the material plane, the more corrupted the plane becomes until a new portal is open. Hmm. And that's how the demon waste occurs. Is the mm-hmm. demon waste has portals to the to the Delkir, um, or Kyber, I think is the name of the realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are portals. And if anything, if any sort of demon lord or devil lord comes through, um, it becomes priority number one to make sure it goes back. Otherwise, uh, it can begin to warp and destroy the connection to the planes. Well, what do... Should we go look for it? Um... Uh... I'm not certain. Uh, Elios was the one studying this. He is the foremost thought. All I have is the collection of his correspondence with us. We will send... We will send some of the Grashkala to the... to the area of Solanacea and the neighboring cities. But if there's anything that you know about this area, perhaps you can guide them, you can help. We will we will send some of our, our uh, best rangers and uh, paladins to try and defend that area, sort of send a guard, and if anything were just to come through, uh, our rangers are the fastest travelers in this area. We can Cool. Okay. That's they will they will send word to us as soon as possible. Um, but I think for now your your town is without a druid. I will be the druid. Cleric druid. Protector. Me. I mean, if you don't think about it that hard, like an apprentice sorcerer and an apprentice cleric, like. That's basically like one... One druid. One whole druid. One whole good druid. Well, I mean, we can't do, like, animal... I can do animal shape-shifting! We are a druid! Mm -hmm. I can alter myself. I can do animal-ish things, you know? Yeah, I can make claws and shit. I can eat bologna. (laughs) Go all raccoon-y. Yeah, that's... We're a druid. Hashtag team druid. (laughs) Hashtag team druid. Team druid! Um, oh, I'm sorry, Henry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Quit kicking me. 
Uh, but that mm. does. You guys can head out in the morning. We will send some people right away to travel to take the path. But okay. if you would, if you are heading out in the morning, we will mm-hmm. set you up with provisions for your travel. Hey, yes. quick question: How hard is it to kill the traveler? Yeah. Mm. Uh, the traveler? Yeah, like like one of like the god. Yeah, I was. Listen, it's a long story, and I'm just drunk enough to be able to talk about it without getting extremely mad. Probably shouldn't say it. <laughs> but I was tasked by this, like, fuckboy in the Feywilds, and he told me that I have 57 years. That's my favorite gay punk name. <laughs> <laughs> fuckboy in the Feywild? Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, but I got 57 years... Or, and if I fail to kill the Traveler, uh, then he's just gonna take me into the waste, I guess. I don't fucking know what that means. Um, but that's what I gotta do. I don't want to necessarily kill anybody if I don't have to. I'm sorry, which, which Fae did, gave you this command? I don't know, some, some dude about drinking and partying? The, the Prince of Prince of Wine wine and, and Madness. In oh. litness, I don't know. Well, um, he was not very lit. He wasn't very lit. He was a douche. No. Yeah, he was that moody drunk. Yeah, oof. Yeah, you don't want them at the parties. <laughs> well, oof. It sounds like you have fifty-seven years to find a loophole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's what we were thinking. <laughs> I think I think you're better off ascending yourself yeah. before trying to kill the traveler. Well, I don't want to kill the Traveler. In fact, I want to become the Traveler's friend. Not his, like, companion by any means. Like, his, like, cleric or any shit like that. I just want to be his friend. Well. And then we go and kill that guy out of spite. I would generally uh, watch out for the Dark Six. I know there are those who follow them and are good and noble, but there are... They are forces of darkness in this world. They are... Even the Traveler? I've always been told that he was, like, a kind of chill dude. But you like, probably haven't been told that. That's fair. No, you haven't. You are you are of the Sovereign Host. You have been yeah, told the exact... Right. You're like, hey, all, all Dark Six are all bad, always. You right, you right. <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah, in the book we can see the little chaotic neutral symbol, but no one else can. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we met him by accident. Yeah. No. And also, fu- No, we didn't. <laughs> We, we Omnipotence and all that. Yeah, he kind of felt like it. But no, I'm absolutely telling this. I'm also yeah. just like telling this dude, like, yeah, we met him once. He was a kind of a prick too, but like, he seemed pretty okay. Called himself Daniel, if that means anything. <laughs> um, well, I think the hardest part of killing the traveler would be even finding him. Mm. The traveler is always among one of his disciples who by their ordained law could be anywhere. You right. Okay. So don't kill the traveler. Find a loophole. Sounds good. Cheers. He <laughs> clinks glasses with whatever is in yours. Um, so I guess y'all just kind of finish up the night's drinking. Mm. Um, I swirl, I swirl my bacon in it and I just go, oh my god, I'll call it the septic tank. 
You could call most of the things you put in your mouth the septic tank. <laughs> your mouth, the septic tank. <laughs> you could call yourself the septic tank. <laughs> um, so, Ridley, you uh, go meet with the drow. Um, Wait, first I try a Pim's cup. Do what? A Pim's cup. A Pim's? <laughs> yeah. I don't want... It's just a drink. It's just a mixed drink. There's no punchline. Oh, okay. Well, what is it? What is it? I don't know. I've never had one. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Then you go to the drop. <laughs> then I go to the drop. At least a little bit more fucked up than you would have been before. Just a little bit. Like 50% um. more. So the drow kind of... Uh, oh, it's a lot. That's 50%'s a lot. Don't worry about it. Oh, my um, God. So the drow kind of uh, sets you up with um, sort of the ritual of how they enter their trance. Um, they also uh, sort of give you the means of how high elves can enter a trance and continue to act while in their trance. Um, they can do minor tasks, such as just like reading or writing some things like that. Um, oh. Similar, well, I guess similar to the house, what, what the Eldrin do, the, the Fey Elves. Mm. Um, and they can spend their time in trance just doing light activity. Because um, they, no, the they have no past lives because they live forever. So hmm. but they, have that, they have that form of the trance. Otherwise, there is the trance that sort of just... You sort of black out for a while. Um, but it is restful, and it, count, and it does allow you to um, just... Maintain rest over four hours. So it takes you to have your standard trance time of only needing four hours to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can perform it in either the drow or the eldrin way of either no no dreaming at all or doing a light task. Okay. Fantastic. So now you're going to start reading Harry Potter while you're asleep. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, I would argue... Never mind. <laughs> so you, I mean, I would say Game of Thrones, but that's not a light task. You've seen how thick those are. You just like I have one that they're not fun to read. He's <laughs> like, God, so many pronouns. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, like this is a good book. It's hard to read, but it's a good book. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, ugh. you don't just get that negativity out of your life. You don't need that. <laughs> I think they're they're hard to read books that are good. Yes, I like Cloud Atlas. It's real hard to read, but it's real good. That kind of stuff. Hmm. I think, I, but that's hard. Like it's got, in structure, difficult to read. Sorry, <laughs> like it's got to be a challenge. It's got to be a challenge you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I if think. I sat down with like a complete works of Shakespeare, I'd have such a terrible time. It's <laughs> challenging. I'm sorry. They're good though. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we took whole classes to figure out how to do that shit. Yeah, right. get out of your ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you you are now, um, like it'll take a couple of nights for you to really get into the swing of how it all works uh-huh. and how to like prepare your mind for that. But it's it is different than how you sleep. Like it is okay. Like normally for a half elf, you sleep for only four hours and then. Like a normal human, but it's just a reduced amount of time. But now you have these. I can learn how to trance now. Yeah. Cool. Like the proper means. Um, That's dope. So I guess. I guess it just kind of all catches up to you and you sort of just pass out somewhere. Yeah, I'm actually up on top of the meat house. Okay. 
You find me the next morning on top of the main house. Uh, I'm, I walk out of the, the drow camp and I, I'm just kind of like looking around the, the orc, mm-hmm. uh, camp and I just, I see a foot hanging off the top of the tavern. <laughs> um, an, an orc paladin, like roughly the size of an oak tree, offers to catch you. Um. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. You also, like, I have my onesie on upside down. Just like, How? <laughs> <laughs> How did you even? And, uh, yeah. I just fall. <laughs> you just fall. I can catch you. No, I'm good. <laughs> he does catch you. Oh, what a sweet, what a sweet and he guy. Just kind of like, he just kind of like stands you up and he's like, gives you a hearty pat on the back. And I immediately fall onto my face. He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay, man, you're cool. And I, I give him a little fist bump. Fist bumps you back. <laughs> And he heads on his merry way. And I start to pour whatever is left in my tanker that didn't slosh on the floor from the fall and just put it in my water skin. <laughs> that dude also had just like a comedic claymore like that. Yeah. Mm. Like it's actually the size. It outweighs. Of us. It probably outweighs you. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but Master Craven catches up with you guys again. Um, gets you set up with some like. Uh, food on the way. He gets you like some some really good dried meats and stuff that they keep for um, rations and things like that, as well as um, fresh water and stuff to take with you. Um, and like a small little like tiny barrel of mead, just because you know it gets cold out there. You never know. Just have some drinks and stuff. Warm, warm, warm your warm your chest. Craven, you're the fucking best, dude. And well, I'm thanks. not saying this because I'm still drunk from last night. Though they he's, are. He's just like, I'm still drunk from last night, too. Let's go. Cool. Yeah! <laughs> Party! Um. Yeah, I, like picture, I like to picture the orc factions as, like, old-school, like, medieval knights. Mm-hmm. Like, just... I dig it. Almost, like, almost Norse, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I think... I think more... I like them in heavy armor. Nice. Just, just like... I was imagining those, like, Scandinavian timber churches for their meat hall. Yeah, definitely. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. You fell from 50 feet. Yeah. I did. And that dude caught you from 50 feet. <laughs> he didn't even flinch. He just went... <laughs> <laughs> dude was a giant. <laughs> um, uh, so, is there anything else you want to do before you head on out? We haven't earned any more gold, so I don't have any reason to go like get myself outfitted with nicer stuff yet. Yeah. Also, you might find you might have trouble finding something that fits. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> find the weapons, probably, but that's about it. Go to the kids section of Fantasy Academy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I guess you guys start heading down the the mountain path. Mm-hmm. Back to the weird illusion door thing. Um, so avoiding the Fey Wilds this time, it'll take you about uh, a, a day and a half uh, to get back to the Wardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to just sort of like fast forward through the shifter area and get onto the travel, or do you want to? Yeah, we this? can just. Yeah. We okay. can. I'll, I'll give. I'll give Uncle Possum a hug and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. outside of that, you know. we walked yeah. through and said hi. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're good. They sit. They uh, catch up with you. Maybe you guys get some lunch. Stop and eat lunch there and head yeah. on through. Um, I have a gift card at uh, Atlanta Bread. So, <laughs> gotta, gotta spin that while you're there. Yeah. Um, so, a little ways, uh, a little ways through the shifter uh, area and heading on to the path, you hear a voice, Ridley. Um, and you do recognize it. And it is uh, Rebecca. Mm. And you hear uh, half elves of House Madani. Recognized and unrecognized. My name is Rebecca Heim. I have found this artifact. We call them the obelisk. And they give us the ability to communicate with any of our own kind. All of us who are dragon marked. As I said, recognized and unrecognized. If you can find any of these towers, simply place your hands on them and you will be able to use them. I want to bring this household together. I want us to function without the without Breland's interference. If you do find one, just think of my name. An elf spirit will help you. I know this is strange. I know this is out of the blue. But I think we can come together again. My name is Rebecca Heim, and I'm still here. And the message ends. It's what you said. I don't hear this, but <laughs> yeah, you're just chilling, and I'm like, you, re- you relate it. <laughs> no, actually, uh, Ridley becomes the uh, that one scene in Stitch where he like opens his mouth, and it's like, you already know the butt I have. <laughs> <laughs> and just the whole message starts flying in your mouth. <laughs> So you guys continue on your path. Um, Ridley's just like crying, like finally some good fucking food. <laughs> um, Wait, this was at the this was at the garbage camp. What? A little past it. <laughs> oh no, he was he was the uh, the Gordon Ramsay meme. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> the good the good food is uh, that the good wholesome like. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. He still has a family. Oh yeah. Uh. So you're traveling through the through the wilderness this time, uh, taking the long way around. Uh, it starts heading towards evening, and I'd like you guys to make me a perception check. Ooh, that whopping ten. Mm. <laughs> All right, only eleven. Oh hey. Only 11? Okay. Yep. Everything's fine. Over. Everything is fine. I'm finally coming off that. Uh... You all keep walking like dumb bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> keep walking for a little bit um, until you start to feel sort of a, a shaking in the ground. Um, it's like something's sort of rumbling around you, moving through the ground. Ooh. Um. And then you start to see the ground moving, like this burrow of something under the ground moving in your direction. Now I'd like you guys to roll initiative. <laughs> yes. 
You rolled a nat 20. You <laughs> I nice. rolled a nat 1. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Thinking quickly. <laughs> um, Thinking quickly. Uh, Sub decides to make a megaphone using a string, a squirrel, and a megaphone. <laughs> okay. Um, please start making moves now. Um, oh, I'll, I'll wait for you. Yeah. Sorry. You're good. Okay, it doesn't beat you. Okay. So, let's see. Wrigley. The thing. The thing. Soot. Alright. So, go ahead, Ridley. Okay, um, so I'm only seeing one movement in the ground towards me? Yes. Um, you sort of see, like, flashes of, like, what look a little bit like the flesh of something. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, almost insect-like, like a shell or something like that. You see flashes of it as it's moving towards you. Okay, okay. Hmm. I I know this may be a little f- like fat fire with fire. Uh, I'm gonna use earth trimmer on this thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, Do you like just move up towards it a little bit and? Oh yeah. Break, how, yeah. Break away from sit. How close is it to me? Um, you probably got like fifty-ish feet away. Hmm. Yeah. What's my speed? Well, let's say y'all y'all actually roll pretty bad on perception. It's pretty close. We'll say we'll say thirty five feet. Okay, y'all did pretty bad on that. Um, I run so I'm I'm gonna run like twenty feet towards it mm-hmm. away from so that I'm out of the range for um, for so that mm-hmm. I'll cast it. Okay. Um, Is that a a save? Um, it's a deck save. I'm gonna say it's got advantage because it's underground. That's or dis- disadvantage because it's underground. Okay. It can't. It can't dodge out of the way. That's pretty okay. bad already. Ooh. And you said deck save. It's a deck save. That's a seven. Okay. Ridley used dig. It was super effective. Ridley used magnitude. This thing was using dig. Ah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My spell save is thirteen. Okay. Yeah. So it fails. Sweet. So you okay. get to do your damage. Um, that is a new D6 because Henry ate my old D6. What? He ate it? Oh, he didn't eat it. He he gnawed on it a little bit, oh. and I just can't trust it anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, he ate it? It was from such a good set, I'm almost considering buying a whole new set. <laughs> hey, that is a five. So that is one D6 of damage. Um, it says it's knocked prone, but it sounds like it's yeah. an earthworm. So, yeah, kind of. Um... If the ground in that area is loose earth or stone, it becomes difficult terrain until cleared. Will it get to slow down, or is that just... It digs through dirt anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, It gets knocked out of the ground that it's in at the moment. Okay. Um, And so you'll... So what what exactly does this look like, do you think, to you? What does this spell look like? Um, We're we're feeling some shaking coming from this thing, and I'm imagining, like, like the gopher trail from Caddyshack, basically, but real big. Um, and I kind and I kind of just bop it with a big with a big circle of mm-hmm. um, of boop of of a moving and a shaking. Um, Do you think it's got kind of like the like the Avatar style like controlled earth bending where it's like stone squares bumping out of the ground, or is it a little more like fissures? I, th- I think it's more like fissures and like things are collapsing in on it. Okay. Um, so. Yeah. Um, 
the ground shakes and this thing emerges from the ground writhing in pain a little bit uh-huh. and uh, you see this big silver and tan creature with a huge gaping maw and uh, big claws on its front hands um, it's called it's called a boulette and it is this big stone creature and it is a fine Cajun delicacy it sounds like kind of yeah it does have it does I bet we can like make a roux with this a boulette roux. A boulette roux. It's my favorite it's play. <laughs> it's my favorite musical, the boulette roux. <laughs> so it emerges a little upset about what just happened. Um, Does it look hurt? Not too bad. Uh, it's it's pretty. It looks like it's got pretty thick skin, but it did yeah. take damage. It, but it did. It did get. A, it did get a bruise. Yeah. Okay. But it's not more than it could bear. Also, you're definitely last in initiative. What? There's yeah, I know. It's okay. Nothing. Okay. Um, I was just double-checking. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Cool. <coughs> How do I spell boulette? B-U-L-E-T-T-E. Okay. Boulette-y. It is kind of a Cajun spelling, now that you say that. <laughs> boulette Boulette. Yeah, dude. Um, <gasps> it's precious. It's kind of neat. I like is it. it. Is it the boy? It's the boy. <laughs> oh, no, that's a good. Yeah. Can I roll animal? You can't handling? look at that. You can't look at that monster card. Oh, uh, sorry. Not I just allowed. Looked, I just Google imaged it. I didn't read. Yeah. I can't okay. read. I can't, I can't read. read. Don't worry. Yeah, I really can't read. Uh, <laughs> uh, so after that, you hear it cry out, but you also hear some rustling in the bushes from nearby. Oh fuck! It's um, its mom. You don't really see anything <laughs> from that area until the bullet begins to move towards you, Ridley. It's it's about 15 feet off, and it starts to move towards you, and a crossbow bolt flies out of the bushes and strikes the boulette near the side of its jaw. Um, it does a little... It looks like it gets it pretty good, in the, and it sticks. Um, but you don't... It doesn't seem deterred from going after you because you were closest. Ooh, Okay. Alright, so Ridley, it is going to try and bite at you. It's got a it's got a pretty big mouth, so it's gonna go for a real big swing. Uh-huh. Ooh, that is that is a miss. That is a three. Oh no. A three plus four to hit. Oh man. Um so it misses, um, but it, now that it's out of the ground and near you, it is it is huge. It is a large mm-hmm. monstrosity, um, is what it's considered. So it is pretty oh, big. Okay. Um now it is Soot's turn. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, scary monster, <coughs> good thing I learned this, and I cast Sacred Flame. Sacred Flame? Okay. And what kind of save does it It is a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. That is a seven. Yeah, we're gonna make this giant dance. I don't think... Yours is probably like a 13, your saving throw. How do I find that? It should be a spell save, DC. should have that somewhere. It's actually your spell save DC actually went up. It's yeah, it's got to be eight plus proficiency plus wisdom modifier. Eight plus proficiency. So I think that is a fourteen. Yeah, yeah, that would be a fourteen. Okay, so cool. It's it failed. So I get to throw a D eight at it. Yeah. 
That is, and it's it's no, it doesn't get no, any yeah. plus modifiers or anything like yeah. that. Okay, so that was three points of damage. Okay. So a little spark of uh, white flame appears and uh, sort of singes the creature. And then is it a bonus action to bring out my spiritual weapon, or...? Yes. It's a, you're, the first turn you activate it, Yeah. Um, it's a bonus action, and it summons a spiritual weapon and attacks oh. in the first turn. Oh. And then for all future turns that it's out, it's a bonus action to attack with it. Okay. So then I have to wait to... No, you can do it. Oh, yeah. So then I go ahead and summon my spiritual weapon, which... um, What's it look like? It's actually a deer. It is just a deer? Wait. Like a Patronus? Like a... No. It's a ragdoll deer. No. 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 (laughs) What? You can't do that. What? (laughs) So it's using... (laughs) So it's using a deer by its back legs as a fucking club. <laughs> no, it's just got ragdoll physics. It just... I'm just picturing like goat simulator and the goat just being thrown around by its head. Which is still bad. I don't like that. Vetoed. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Vetoed. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, then in that case, it is Very just a... Uh... <laughs> it is. I'll grant you that, but no. Just a deer leg. <laughs> Then, uh, it's just a club that looks like a raccoon tail. Oh, that's kind of cute. <laughs> that's cute, but it has to be something. It has to have, have something to do with um, with your god, with yeah. my cleric deity, which is why I chose a deer. Um, <laughs> also, any hunting equipment ever. Yeah, okay. it could be like a it could be like a tomahawk. <laughs> Fine. You, use, you found a modern day uh, compound bow and you use it as a club. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's okay, actually um, this very finely crafted, uh, uh, like, spear that is actually just an antler. And you bop things with it. Okay. Sure. Whatever that means to you, I'll take it. Yeah. Evidently, because you can't bop things with a deer. No. <laughs> Shit. Your spiritual weapon is just a ram that jumps out of the bushes and just bah, headbutts things. That's what I meant by deer. No, but you said like it swings around like a ragdoll. I'm like, no. If you want to flavor your spiritual weapon a little wildly, I'm okay. But like, that's that's just goofy shit. <laughs> My spiritual weapon is a ram that jumps out of the uh, out of the bushes and sings about child abuse for, for psychic damage. Oh, it's the mountain. It's goats. a mountain goat. It's, oh. it's a mountain goat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But no, it's uh, it's just this this very fine okay spear. Okay, thing. cool. Um, so roll the hit. Okay. The hit. I knew that. I know what that means. <laughs> D eight hit. Stop, stop it! Stop! I like to imagine my spiritual weapon is like, like, uh, like Jesus and like a, like lead front man at like a Leonard Skinner. Stop that. That was a three-something. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. does not hit. <laughs> yeah, it's because it took so long to, like, figure out yeah. what, I, what the weapon was. Because it, it was, like... At yeah. first, it was that one gif of, like, the deer... It kept changing it's... in your hand, and then it just phased through. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, Ridley, your turn. Okay. I'm going to do some fun stuff now. Um, it is at point-blank range. It's at point-blank range, and... Um, so it's behind me, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. And y- I think 
don't know if Soot saw the crossbow bolt. Probably only Ridley saw it. Okay. Because of how close you were to the thing. Um, I am going to use sorcery points now. Okay. I've got the same spell lined up twice. All right. Uh, and I'm going to use uh, quick. So it'll be, it'll be quick in spell, so I'll get to use uh, one, one normal spell and one as a bonus action. And it's going to be burning hands twice. Burning hands twice. Uh, it's it, they're it's a fifteen foot cone. Um, yeah. On a dex save. Uh, first one fails. Okay. And second one succeeds. Okay. So it takes the hit and then it sort of moves. So it'll be three d six fire for the first one. Two. One. Okay. So six. Yeah. Okay, so for that, the one that gets cut in half, it was three sixes. So it was six for the first spell and then nine for the second. So that's 12 damage total. 12 damage. God. And you just kind of see Ridley snap his fingers twice. And and then that comes out. Yeah, Mustangs it. Yep. Um, So, uh, emerging from the bushes where you saw the bolt come from, you Mm -hmm. see a... uh, an elven man in a sort of like a blue uniform. Um, it looks on Darien, but you're not super familiar with it. Oh shit, it's Champion Link. <laughs> He's a strange uh-huh. stone strapped to his belt. <laughs> um, that kind of lights up a little bit. He Is lines he... up a crossbow bolt, and holy shit. He's hot. <laughs> Uh, Does it look like he's been asleep for a hundred (laughs) years? Does 19 damage. Oh, Um, shit. uh, Hero times it, I guess. (laughs) Alright, so uh, the Vulet's a little upset. It's taken a lot lot more damage than it anticipated in this first move. Um, uh, But really, all it's going to try and do is it's going to try and take another... Big bite at Ridley. Down boy. That's fair. I deserve that. That is a nine plus seven to hit. Can you hand me that handbook? It's a yes. Uh, nine plus seven. Sixteen. Uh, Sixteen to hit. That is my AC. That is your AC. I'll say, yeah. So it does hit. Yep. Which is a lot. Okay. This thing's pretty, pretty meaty. It doesn't have multi-attack, but when it does hit, it hits. Hmm. Okay. Six plus eight. Um, twenty-five damage. <laughs> okay. Just twenty-five damage. I felt that. I felt that. Oh, piercing damage. Uh, okay. Are you still alive? Uh, by ten. Okay, yeah. so you're living on a prayer. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, this is a little strong for you guys. Not gonna lie. Um, so, it is now Soot's turn. Okay. So you still have your spiritual weapon on your bonus action, and then you have your regular okay. action. So then, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to... I'm going to Toll the Dead it. Toll the Dead? Yeah. Okay. Because that, that would work, right? Yeah. Well, it's a saving throw. It'll it'll do that extra damage, or do you want to do, like, a bigger spell? you got the slots. I do have the slots. Well, you used one second level slot. Oh, you're right. You, or, no, it's a first level. Spiritual weapon? 
Yeah. Yeah, so you use one second on the slot. Okay, my bad. You're good. Um, so you can, like, guiding bolt it or something. I could do that. That's a pretty good one. I know. I'm just really scared because if I do it and I fail, then, you know, I'll look stupid. <laughs> I mean, but any of the other spells could fail, too. Like yeah, it's, you're right. Okay. You've got... You, you're... Um, you're working with them level four slots now. You've got, I know. you've got like seven of them. I know. All right, so I'll go ahead and do um, guiding bolt. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll do guiding bolt. Do I need to? It's make an a attack. Range attack. Roll to attack. Okay. Oh fuck. Okay. That's uh twelve plus spell attack. Spell attack. That's four plus two. Mm-hmm. So... 18? St- yeah. 18? Ooh, that does just hit. What the fuck? So roll roll that good roll that good damage. Okay, rolling that, that good, good damage. Uh, it's four D6s. Four D6s, and the next attack roll has advantage. Uh, so that's nine plus... Uh, six plus... Nine plus ten. So 19 points of damage. 19, yes. Um, and then, wait, what happens after that? The next attack roll against it has advantage, which okay. I guess could be your spiritual weapon. Has which advantage. is gonna be my spiritual weapon. Has advantage on the attack roll. Okay. Is it just the next attack, or is it for the next turn? Um, I think it's the next attack. I'm not sure. Against the target before the end of the turn. Uh, before the end of your next turn has advantage thanks to the mystical dim of light glittering on the target. Until then. Wait, read a little bit before that. Okay. It takes 46s of radiant damage. The next attack roll made against the target okay, yeah. before the end of your next turn. Okay, so your spell, so your spiritual weapon has has advantage, but then Ridley doesn't get advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's okay if because a lot of Ridley's attacks are safe. Yeah. Okay, right. so then um, I'm going to try and hit it with my melee attack. Yeah. With my spiritual weapon. Yeah. Have advantage, so it's roll twice and take the fire. <laughs> Twelve plus. Uh, uh, that'd three. be the same numbers. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it, it succeeds eight, again. An eighteen again. Okay, and then I make a. It does how much? one d eight plus wisdom or wisdom modifier. Nice. Um, they level up to level four, and so. Uh, ooh. An eight, eight plus, plus four. four. Nice. Twelve damage. Nice. So everyone got their level ups, mm-hmm. and Soot now has eighteen wisdom, right? Yes. I have an eighteen in wisdom. I'm so I'm so wise. Not eight. smart, but wise. Right. <laughs> um, it is now Ridley's turn. Okay. It's still point blank on you, and it got a hefty bite out of you. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> hmm. If you can make it, we can take a break for like ten minutes, and I can do a whole like prayer of healing, sir. Just, just make it until the end. You'll be fine. Just, just go out there and do your best. <laughs> do your best. <laughs> I got you. Or if you almost die, I can also help you there too. Don't, but don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Uh, if I sp- just, if I just sprint away from this thing, I get a. Is it going to engage an attack of opportunity? If you don't take the disengage action. If you take the disengage as your action, you can get away without taking an attack. Um, then I will use disengage to sprint away, and then I, with uh, as a bonus action, I'll throw a poison dart at it. Sounds good. Yeah. Cool. 
Just make your attack roll. Yeet. It's just a d4. Does it appear like poison? Mm, doesn't say. Cool. Alright. D4 plus dex. 22. 22. Uh, hits. I would certainly hope so. Alright. That's pretty good armor. Yeah. No. This is just hefty. Ah, okay, so that is three poison damage. Three poison damage? Yep. It's down. I'm out! <laughs> uh, what's your move speed? Um, 30? Probably. I didn't write it down. Usually the standard. Apparently didn't think that was important. It's usually the standard. Unless you're like a wood elf or like a centaur. Um, I gotta go to the player's handbook like a dweeb. Alright, so uh, this elven gentleman off to the side is sort of still circling around it, staying far behind it, keeping his distance. Fires another crossbow bolt. Uh, that one does not hit. It sort of deflects off the shell of the bullet. 30 feet. 30 feet? Yeah. Um, uh, we don't have any healing potions on us, do we? Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-mm. Woo! You have a healer. Um,. I got you, fam. So, I think Ridley's probably close. Oh, wait. It's surrounded by difficult terrain, isn't it? Yes. Are you surrounded by difficult terrain? Does that affect you after you use Earth Trimmer? I don't think it would affect me, no. Let's check the Does it just make, like, a ring of difficult terrain around you? Um, it is, uh... Let me let me read the the. Okay. Um. Okay, it is a ten foot radius on self. And if the ground in that area is loose earth or stone, it becomes difficult terrain. So it doesn't differentiate. Okay, so. It uh, so you guys have pretty much the same movement either way. Okay, so I was only mo- able to move twenty feet away from it instead of thirty. Right. Okay. Um. Uh, I guess it's 25. Um, unfortunately, I do think you're still the closest okay. one to it, and so it's going to keep chasing you down. Okay. Um, it is it is a sight animal, yep. and it doesn't even have that good a sight. So Go for it. Um, ooh, it definitely missed, though. Oh. So, you are... It's it's chomping at you. It's sort of like, a, like an alligator that's trying to move across land out of water for a good way, so it's like, nice. ah, 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 going at you. We are... Um, we are, we are going to pretend like alligators aren't uh, ter- terribly, terrifyingly fast, though. Because they super are. Yeah. No, it's actually but, just a chain chomp. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate about how this thing looks. Now, Soot, it is your turn. Okay, so I am going to just be... How hard are you? Yeah! Okay, then I'm just gonna be like, hey, yo, bitch, heal. And I yell heal, I cast healing word on him. Okay. At second level. Okay. Okay. Nice. Bitch, heal. Okay. What we got? Um, so that's gonna be, uh... 2d4 plus something? Yeah, 2d4 plus 4. I'll let you roll it. No? No? Okay. Where's your d4? Do you have a d4? I have one. No, my d20! Goodbye. Rip. Oh, my D4! <laughs> Rip. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I'll just roll it again. 
So that one's four, four plus. God damn it! Really? Where'd he go? Oh, that's a one. Where oh. is it? It's it's there oh. by the leg of the table. No, that doesn't count as a roll. Yes, it did. Are you sure? Honestly. Okay, so four plus one plus four yeah. plus four. Okay. So sixteen, seventeen. Wait, what? Wait, no, that's not true. Four no. plus uh, one, five plus four, nine. Nine. Okay. Yes. I don't know where your numbers came from at all. Yeah, I don't know. You just threw an extra d4 in there because you went four times four. Being yeah. very generous. My bad. Um, and so what do you do for your action? Okay. Uh, you unfortunately can't spiritual weapon if you use healing word. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but my action, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a, a, a flame of sacredness at it again. Okay. Um, so it has to do what kind of oh, wait. save or toll wait. the dead, either one. Actually, no, I'm gonna. You can't use another spell slot this turn. Right, okay. So then you yeah, can use I'll a cantrip. Do, I'll do Toll the Dead then, because okay. it does more damage. In theory. Uh, so that, what kind of save is it? It is a wisdom saving throw. Okay, so that's a seven. That does so, fail. Alright, so hit it. Okay. Um, that's a d12. It is a d12. If it succeeds, it's a d8. If it fails, it's a d12. No, if it's not hurt, it's a D8. Um, but if it is hurt, it's a D12. Yeah, so yeah, D12. Sorry, I misread it then. It's okay. And that is... A 10. That is a 10. Nice. Um, the bullet looks very injured. It is very hurt. Okay. And, and it is now Ridley's turn. Me too, bitch. The fuck? <laughs> Did I help any? Yes. About, about halfway. Okay. Yes. Like I said, definitely did help. Another good bite though. Give us could a still like, suck, but. Yeah, yeah, that same bite would kill you know, me right now. Just survive, and then we'll do a whole like kumbaya thing. You'll feel much better. Just, just promise. I promise. Just. Okay, okay. <laughs> I believe you. Um. All right. In that case. In that case. I just can't do any more second level spells. Yeah, I'm. Then. I'm gonna move to where I'm forty feet away from the thing. Um. And do magic missile and then a poison dart. Uh, for the bo- because you, the the darts are counting as bonus actions. Yeah, it did move back into melee range of you. It did. Oh, yeah, that's right. It took bite at you. Okay, I will. Run. You can magic missile from point blank. I can. I also do just want to get away from this guy because <laughs> oh, so like that same hit would kill me again. Yeah. So instead of magic missile, do you want to poison? Just run away and poison dart? Or do you want to take oh, the attack opportunity? That's, right, that's right, that's right. Fuck. Uh, hmm. He had an ability Deadly Leap, but it has a whole lot of words and I didn't want to read it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm just making the crocodile. Uh, um, <laughs> he bite. Hi, 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 hi. I, uh. Did you just drink out of the toilet, dude? You smell so bad. <laughs> yeah, something like I don't know, green fungi. No, that wouldn't do any bonus damage right now. It is very, very injured. I'm, I'll let you know, right. just as a hint. Right. If you want to magic missile, that would be the time. Okay. I'm think. Yeah, I'm. Th- I would. I'm. I was coming to the conclusion that like I should. I should probably go go ham right here at the right 
here at the end and just kind of hit him with both. So I'll magic missile, and then if he's not down, I'll poison dart him. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's 3d4 plus 3. Three. Mathematically, you kill him. What? I think mathematically you kill him regardless. Go ahead, roll your numbers. Okay. Numbers are fine. Four. Six. Nine damage. Nine damage. All right. So actually, you guys have done 100 damage still. Um, Damn. Is that will that do it? Yes, that does. Uh, okay. Uh, what, how, what does your magic missile look like when you fired at him? Um, you're just like <laughs> you're just trying to <laughs> walk. You finger guns <laughs> him to death. You. Yeah. So he like it, it got right up on me and and tried to 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 go for me and so I kind of like leaned out of the way, stick up three fingers right at its forehead and then blast his head through. Ooh. Yeah, and it Damn. pierces right through the. Um, Exoskeleton, and he uh, it goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys defeated the boulette. And then I fall flat on my back. I go up right next to him. And you see the elven guy sort of like acting cool during combat. He sees falls like, oh shit! And he starts <laughs> heading your way. <laughs> no, I uh, I go up next to him and I kind of like stroke his hair a little bit. <laughs> and then um, I kind of like look over at the other guy and I go, hey, I don't know who you are, but I'm about to do something really cool. You want to come sing Kumbaya with me? He goes, um, uh, certainly. Cool. Come sit down. It's best and- to just go along when they say s- stuff <laughs> in general. And uh, so we sit down. I hold your hand. I hold this other dude's hand. And I go, Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya, uh, Balnor. Kumbaya. I'm singing the bass harmony. Thank you. (laughs) And um, so everyone takes. Heals. Everyone heals. heals Four plus five, so nine plus four. Nine plus four? Mm -hmm. Nice. Doesn't that heal like a little bit every like couple minutes or like every few seconds? No, it just lasts for ten minutes. Oh, yeah, and it heals, like, every, like, few minutes. Right? Can you read that loud? It's just like Dark Souls. Okay. Up to six or up to six creatures of your choice that you can see within range regain the hit points equal to 2d10 plus your spellcasting... Or, sorry, 2d8s plus your spellcasting modifier. This spell has no effect on undead or constructs. Oh. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, I'm down to three damage, so hell yeah. Thanks. You're welcome, man. Um, Sit. Thank you. It's because I love you, man. You're my brother. So the guy, in, so the guy in the uniform off the side um, goes, um, "Well, that was exciting." Uh, hi. Hi. My name is Alistair Heim. Pleasure to meet you. You must be Mr. Ridley Parrish and Soot, correct? Sup. Hi. Yes, my sister sent me. Ah. Uh, well, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Oh shit! That's like your long lost brother's uncle, sister's cousin, twice removed. Maybe. Um. Not likely. Oh well. Uh. Um. <laughs> but uh, he shows. He holds out his left arm, which has the dragon mark going up it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks sort of like your dragon mark. It's mm-hmm. got that uh, expanded uh, 
design to it. I get a little bit too excited. I'm like, oh, neat. And I lift my shirt up and show my belly button. He's dragon like, mark. Oh, wow. You have a, you have an advanced dragon mark as well. Me too. I'm just joking. I, I don't. I just have a raccoon onesie. It's awesome, by the way. <laughs> we can keep him. I love him. <laughs> um, so, that was a little exciting. I... Um, because I'm glad I showed up when I did. Thank you. Uh, but you both did an excellent job. I am here to uh, sort of introduce my sister by way of proxy. Um, I'm a member of the Heim family, one of the uh, core houses of House Madani. Um, along with House Madani themselves, as well as uh, House Kulth, uh, we make up the three central houses. Um, okay. So wait, did you hear him whenever he was did the whole, like, I'm Ridley, I'm still here, like that thing? I believe I did. Um, many of us all heard it together. Because um, at the time I thought it was just like maybe hearing someone shouting or something. Um, but yes, I, uh, I suppose I did, as well as hearing my sister's voice a few hours ago. Yeah, I heard his voice too. I'm real cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm so. to... <laughs> <coughs> No. Um. Uh, but I am uh, a member of the Basilisk Gaze Guild. We are uh, a group of bounty hunters of House Madani. That's amazing. Um, That's fucking dope as hell. <laughs> Yes, I I live in Andere. I am I'm from the capital city. Ah, um, okay. My sister contacted me after, I suppose you spoke to her similar to how she spoke to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, she we realized that we could interact with the towers. Um, I would keep a little bit of an eye out for my sister. She's had a bit of a falling out with House Madani. Um, and she uh. She doesn't get along too well with the council, but we're brother and sister after all. We have to... Oh. I definitely keep up with them. Um, well, uh, did she do something wrong? No. In her eyes, House Madani favors the Breland uh, government more so than most of the others. Uh, Rebecca believes that uh, the favoritism goes too far and that we do not adequately serve the other states of the five kingdoms as well. Um, and so she has taken up hold in Lazar with uh, her husband and a few of the others of House Madani to um, help the commoners of that area who she believes have been neglected by the household. She sounds Which, like a fucking badass. Yes, she's very talented. I I can't say that I disagree completely. Um, but my part of the guild, my guild is um, known for our work for hire. I'm, it's not really my place to um, question the house, and I don't even remain in the Breelands for any length of time. As I said, my, my main home is in Andere. I see. Well, it's great to meet you, and I, I hope we can meet your sister soon as well. 
Uh, yes, if you want to head in that direction. Um, I did also want to gather some information about you. Um, you said your name was Ridley Parrish. Mm-hmm. You joined the military as a young man. Yes. And went all the way as far as fighting on the front lines in Cryer, and were even there during the morning. Yes. And you have this dragon mark. Did you have it before the morning? I don't think I... Sid, I don't think I did, did I? I think you did. I did? I think you did. Okay. I um, say you are from a, a household... Uh, from a family that would have it. Uh, the dragon mark isn't... That's not part of your sorcery. That's part of your race. Okay, that's right. Yeah. That's that's what I was confused about. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the dragon sorcerers, but that's unrelated. Okay. Yeah, that's I was getting confused about with that when I was making Ridley. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've I've always had it. I see. Um, I don't believe that the Parish Clan is one of the recognized family names of the Madani. Do you know if any of your close family that still goes by that name? Do you know if any of them? Have, have spoken to the council, have legitimized your your family. I do not remember my family. I see. Uh, uh, that explains why I wasn't able to find much information. I see. Mm-hmm. Do you know where your family was from, perhaps? You joined the Ondarian military, but... Has your was? Do you know if you were from Ondere? If I were, if I remember right, the way we set up the character was okay. that he was. <laughs> yeah, because I I don't I want to make sure I'm not being inconsistent about this or just like mm. BSing stuff like no I never knew anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he was born in the capital city of Ondere. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't okay. think I don't think he was like raised by his family, was he? Yeah, I think that's what we came up with. Okay, that's so, what I remembered when. I... <laughs> yeah, I just was called Ridley Parish in the orphanage or something like yeah. that. Is kind of what I settled on. Mm-hmm. All right, so I will. Okay. Go go that All route. Right. The Ridley of the Parish. Ridley Parish. Yeah. I see. Well, your dragon mark appears real enough. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps. If we get you into contact with the council, you can have your family name legitimized. Um, you can be one of the unrecognized families. But even if not, you are more than welcome in House Madani. What's the unrecognized and recognized? I heard her say that. What's that mean? Well, the resources of House Madani typically go first to the recognized families. Families that can legitimize their connection to the original clans of... Uh, of half-elves when the dragon marks first developed. Um, our, our mark is one of the younger marks. Um, still a, a few millennia old, but not, not as old as some of the high-elf families or even some of the human families. Oh, so it's a class thing. I was... Yeah. I was never taught about it as a as a kid, and so this is all news to me. You're telling me that 
how well people are treated by their own family has to do with whether or not their uh, bloodline is more or less legitimate. Unfortunately. Uh, I'm gonna go with Rebecca on this one, bro. I know. It's, um... I'm not gonna lie. There's quite a bit of luck with it. And, it sounds like it. Um, the council is not always the most um, easy to work with, and uh, sound like a bunch of bureaucrats. Yeah, you run. You'll run into just. They just don't want to deal with what you have to say. Often, perhaps even your family tried to become legitimized at one point and was rejected. And believe me, I there has been many times where I definitely agreed with what my sister has said. I have seen it firsthand who it has affected. But I also know that I can still do my job and I can still do well by the people of my community and on dare. Sure. Okay. So I remain one of their inspectors. In your honest opinion, is it worth it to try and get legitimized? To get recognized? I guess it depends on how you feel about your life right now. To be legitimized, you would have the vast resources of the Madani family and their researches throughout history at your disposal. But if that's not something that appeals to you, it may not be worth it. And someone later in your family could even go through that process if they felt so inclined. Hmm. Wait, now I'm just a humble raccoon. Forgive me. I don't understand all this classist stuff. But you've got... You've got the obelisks now, which mm -hmm. we know only speak to your family members, because I can't hear it, and everyone else can't hear it, so couldn't you just say, like, hey, the word of this week is this. If you know this word, come in, you're a member of the family, boom, you're recognized. Well, we can be a... I could... I am a part of House Madani, but I could be from an unrecognized family. Is what you're but, saying, correct? But right. the whole point is to be part of House Madani, you have to be able to hear it. So it doesn't right or it doesn't matter if you're recognized or not, because you hear what he says. Well the The unrecognized are still members of House Madani. They they have the dragon mark just as we all do. But to be unrecognized means you are not you're more or less you're not part of the organization, House Madani. If your if your family line isn't traced back to the original uh, households of the Dragon Mark, then you are not considered to be part of the the faction of the Madani. But in order to have a dragon mark, you have to go back to the houses with the dragon mark. There's a difference between the recognized houses 
and House Madani, the bearer of the dragon mark. Right. Yes. I gotcha. It's like you can say you're from the UK, but it's like, are you from Scotland or are you from England? And kind of, yeah. It's a, it's an umbrella. House yes. Madani is a big umbrella, and there are higher and lower mm-hmm. families inside of that. Mm-hmm. I said, I, I am lucky as one of House Heim. I am. Our family is one of the three main families and one of the largest families of House Madani. Um. Me and my sister are not the only of my siblings. We are are all spread out throughout the five kingdoms, working with various parts of the Madani. So could you marry into the house and get the name? Um, Yes. No, Sid, I'm not going to marry you. (laughs) Not me, man. I don't give a shit. No, I'm talking about you marrying this guy. I'm good. Thanks. (laughs) He's a stand-up I mean, guy. I don't know what my I don't know who my family is. <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. You could be one of him, not in like a weird way, but <laughs> she said in a weird way. <laughs> that definitely sounded like a weird way. Yeah. Don't worry about it, man. Also, I'm kind of sad your British accent's gone, but it's cool. I wasn't wasn't sticking to it too tight either. <laughs> He's going to stick around for a while, so I think he's going to... Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep his accent pretty pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Well, um... I guess I don't see a huge harm in, in checking. So, when we get the chance, let's see if I'm recognized or not. Okay. Um... And, uh... I guess... Where are you guys headed right now? Well, for now, we're headed back that to... That way. We're headed yeah. back to Salonisea. Okay. Um, we, uh, I just I just came from there. Yeah. We're the apprentices of a druid who went missing, and he was the protector of the town, and so we're going to go back and take care of it until he returns, we think. Dru- druid Salazar? The... Elios. Oh. That's I a dope name. Salazar. Salazar. He, he was the druid who met me when I arrived. He didn't seem to know much about you, so I guess perhaps he is here in the interim? We need to go back now. So that's at the top of the docket. Oh. Thanks um, for letting... How long has he been there? Um, can't have been too long. I was there... I left out yesterday evening. He probably arrived a little bit before I did. Was he in a house that looked like this, and I described the house that we live in? <laughs> um, I don't believe he was staying there. He was. He did some work in the office when I met him, but I don't think that's where he's. We need to go home now. Living. Sounds like it. Okay. Um, I met some others to sort of figure out where you guys had headed. Um, you know, a group a group of hunter shifters. Uh, Surprisingly knowledgeable little girl who had an invisible friend that you guys met. Yeah, sweet Mm. little kid. It was real sad. We had to murder her imaginary friend. A lovely gay couple who had some cute childhood photos of you. Um, Of course they did. Baron Otter is so good. Went on a journey, had a deep (laughs) introspective look at myself. It was very fascinating. What did you see in the He sort of zones out for a moment. (laughs) 
What did you see in the well, lake? Yeah, I went to, yep. What did you see in the lake? Stop asking! <laughs> Sit, you can't. <laughs> what did you see in the lake? Met the warden, which I thought was a myth. That was wild. <laughs> I saw water, Soot. I saw water, okay? <laughs> but there was, like, so much more. What? That's a, that's a little deep. Just met you guys. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. I have to I have to better myself and make sure that I am a good person even though I decided to go against my father's wishes. Don't we all? He zones out again for a little bit. <laughs> Wish I had a dad to hate. <laughs> Don't say that. I love dad. You might. According to the warden. That's right. Did you get one of the apples? That was an out-of-context joke. <laughs> that didn't make it into the recording. Oh, I guess you're right. My bad. But, well, feel like... How dare you? Feel like I'm turning sorry. heel and heading back? Um, well, I mean, I, my job was to come find you, so I've got to head back towards on there anyway. All right. Um, travel with us a while. How did you know it was us? Well, like I said, I saw some young pictures of you. There's also a military graduation picture that uh, apparently Mr. Elios kept in his office that I found. Um, as well as your military recruitment photo. You were uh, a little less pale at the time. Um, yeah? Uh, also, I was informed of the onesie ahead of time. Oh, so. well, good. Isn't it good? It's so good. <laughs> we can go home now. There are, there are like 12 different things that are super unique about us. Like, how many, how many half-elves are traveling through here? How many people own raccoon onesies? His job is finding people. He was like, yeah, yeah. you guys, uh, all oh, things yeah. here, you also, guys super easy. You guys super easy to find. It's not like we're hiding or anything. Also, fuck you, I'm a bounty hunter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. You're doing yeah. a great job, man. I toss him a gold coin. Why? That's not necessary. He throws, it, he throws it back. No. I I don't know how money works. Please take it. I assure you that you might need this. Oh. I'm really okay. Okay, then. I'm so, like damn Tony Stark. You don't need to worry. Well, then, in that case, do you want some pocket baloney? Uh, no, say thanks. no, say no. I brought my own snacks. Oh, okay. So I keep telling you that money can be exchanged for goods and services. And Russell and leans you... over to you, Ridley. He's just like, I also heard about the baloney. <laughs> God. You guys are probably the most known people in that small town. Don't speak too loud. I think I see her with her listening baloney. <laughs> You've got like a cone of it rolled up. <laughs> no, I've actually just like took a bite out of it and, and like my ear twitches a little bit. I can hear you now because <laughs> of my baloney. <laughs> my baloney with sacred powers. I don't like this. <laughs> but now you have Alistair in your party. Huge. Alistair Heim. I mean, if he looks really... a little bit older than you guys. I remember okay. his first name through that whole conversation, and that's why I used it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're really interested, I've got hunger baloney, which actually has good berries embedded into the baloney bits. <laughs> Can you learn good berries? No. <laughs> I just found these. <laughs> you were given some from... Oh, Those are out. good for 24 hours. Yeah, they are. They're only good for 24 hours. Uh, you could have been handed some by like any druid you've met throughout the journey, though. But they just taste so good. No matter how <laughs> rotten they are. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Alright. So, you have Alistair in your party? Yay! And you defeated a, uh... I've already forgot that monster was called. A beignet. A beignet. A gumbo. <laughs> you beat that giant crawfish. Aw, was... <laughs> shit. Now we're gonna stay here and I'm gonna have a crawfish boil. Did, did you want to do I'll, anything with the giant crawfish? And I'll also I didn't throw plan treasure or anything. The real treasure is the friends you made along the way. We drag no, it into Alistair. We drag it into the river. I use burning hands and boil it. And then I also throw our laundry <laughs> into the river as well, so that way it also has a little bit of salty taste to it. Intentionally downstream, I'm guessing. No, upstream, so that way the salt. <clears throat> oh. Because, okay, so the two options were to get bad salty crawfish or to get fishy clothes. Yeah. You pro- uh. <laughs> All that's bad, you're trying to cook something that eats rocks. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be really, I say that. really hearty. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, catfish is like, I eat rotten deer. Yeah. <laughs> I eat... That fell into a river. Um. Like... The boulette. That was what it was. The boulet. Beignet. But yeah. <laughs> well, that was fun, guys. Y'all did good. That was, <laughs> that was sort of like the, the like sort of boss monster on the on the way back home. Fun. The mark that you defeated, that you made to the labyrinth. Thank you for throwing me a bone, Sid. It's like CR5. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's meant for four level five players to fight. You know. Nah, fuck Hell you yeah. guys. We did it. Alistair's just a level four thief. He's got he's got your back. <laughs> I got arrows and my own butt. <laughs> yep. He looks stylish when he's doing it though, so I mean that's important. It's cool. Oh yeah. I know his name is Alistair. I'm absolutely gonna call him Link the Hero of Time. Link the Hero of Time. No one's gonna get the reference. <laughs> I know. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, what the fuck is the hero of time? What are you talking about, Sid? Don't oh, you know from that game? What's it? What game? <laughs> the video game. Oh, you know Venom. <laughs> <laughs> I keep making, yeah, I keep throwing in like eighty songs and shit. So why not? Why not? The wh- oh yeah, and UPS. <laughs> um. Yep. So, do you guys want to fast forward through the warden area, or do you want to speak to the warden again, or anything like that? Um. No, I'm pretty good with fast forwarding through the warden area. Um, that's good with me. Yeah. You got things you got to do. I drank two cups of Death Wish coffee. And I'm still sweepy. So let's fast forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm upright though. Yeah. yeah. The the little grung you met before is wearing a glove this time, and he fist bumps you. Yeah, my boy. I give him a hug. Uh, and and then you guys have to wait a day because she is <laughs> paralyzed. Uh, Don't worry about it. Just carry me. It's just fine. It's, I I'm light. The, just carry me. I look at the grong and say, I don't remember you. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, who are you? <laughs> I prefer it this way. <laughs> <laughs> the night you think about it, you're not certain it was the same grong you met. And you're like, wasn't he gold? And this little grong is like red, red. walking away. Hmm. I don't know what a grong is or remember any interactions with one, so that's fine with me. <laughs> it's a little front person. It's the little... Little poison dart frogs. I fell asleep asleep last session, didn't I? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, was, from, like it was right after the warden's ago. trial. It was the guy who guided you in after the warden's trial. 
Oh yeah. What did I name him? Yeah. Atticus. Atticus. Yeah. I remember that now. Okay. The little grung. The little grung. <laughs> um, they lead you through the waterfall, and like Alistair sort of like shivers when he walks through and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you? Hey, don't worry about it. I pull out a perfectly good muffin and give it to him. Where, where did you get this? In there. Don't worry about so, it. Where did you get that? He like sniffs it for a little bit, and he's like, he's like, this is like a blueberry coffee muffin. Yeah. Where did you get this? <laughs> this is lovely. So, where did you get people food? When did you choose to hold people food? <laughs> you guys want some blueberry muffins? <laughs> it's like a Sometimes. really big, like convenience store one. That, oh yeah. That's like in those like, oh, yeah, packages. It's like this is ginormous. This is very nice. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's like Sometimes. Sometimes even the good things, you know... Are good? Are good. Sometimes the good stuff is actually good stuff. Thanks for... (laughs) Thanks? Fortune cookies by Sook. Sometimes (laughs) the good things are are good. (laughs) Mix it up and sometimes don't eat garbage. (laughs) Switching it up. It's she's living the most chaotic choice. <laughs> I was about to say this is step one, isn't it? This, this is attracting the traveler slowly. I that's actually exactly what I thought you were about to do. <laughs> you put on a fucking muffin, real food. You get the little indication like a Telltale game. The traveler remembers this. Yes, God. <laughs> Yeah, just wait later until you realize that I have uh, I have sushi that's actually not three days old, but I've been eating the three day old stuff just for kicks, <laughs> just to feel, <laughs> and I feel in my stomach hurts. <laughs> um, so uh, you guys make it through the warden's domain, um, probably just because of like how travel's been going, just the way the time laid out. You, uh, you probably can stop it. Bear and Otters, um, and rested their place for the night before you make it back into town in the morning. Beautiful. Um, so it's been a total of seven days oh. since the, uh, since the event, and you're coming in on the eighth day. Um, and I think that's where we're gonna stop it for the night. Okay. Um... And yeah. Kayla's chosen to write fuck it up on her whiteboard. I love it. For reason. I guess y'all are rested now. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, thanks for the two yeah. spell slots. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Adios, y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode and know someone else who would, please share it. See you next week.